Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> you always know when someone answers, are you all right with, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah is, uh, it's like, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. But actually what fine means is, fuck no, I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get getting through this past week has been... Um... <laughs> just bonkers oh please tell tell me more tell me more I mean we've been talking all week but yeah so so basically I've been suffering like quite badly with insomnia for like the last I don't know like month or so and at no point is that ever fun is it oh god insomnia is like the fucking worst and the thing is as well like it makes you just resent the person you're sleeping next to you're just like absolutely bastard why are you asleep yeah, <laughs> like yeah staring at the ceiling at like 3 a.m oh. um and actually like I think I think I made my insomnia worse because I got a Fitbit for Christmas to, track my, to track my steps yeah and I've actually really enjoyed you know like in the morning you can like see how your sleep was and it like rates your sleep and it like tells you when you've been awake yeah yeah it's pretty Um, cool isn't it yeah and the problem is is when you've got insomnia it just like winds you more up you're like yeah I mean I was awake for like three hours at 3 a.m and you're like oh shit oh no so what kind of sleep scores you've been getting oh I it the thing is right what I find weird about Fitbit is like even if you've like been in bed for like 12 hours and managed like three hours sleep, it'll still be like 50. Oh, blimey. You think, think it'd be lower? I think it's maybe to try and like not make you feel like utter shit. Aww. <laughs> That's um, thoughtful. But the problem is, is you're still looking at it and you're still like look, comparing like time in bed versus time in time actually sleep. Yeah, yeah um so yeah like basically I've had I had insomnia about five years ago that was like absolutely horrendous and the only solution that my doctor came up with was putting me on these insanely strong sleeping pills which like basically it felt like your whole heart rate was like inside your neck almost (laughs) sounds delightful and like (laughs) you could feel your heart like slowing down yeah okay okay that sounds that sounds terrifying yeah (laughs) not sure that's normal so (laughs) I was like okay like you know I've got all of these sleep strategies I like you know listen to all of the apps and all that crap I mean listen to to whales well yeah but I have to say the best thing to send me to sleep is Stephen Fry reading Harry Potter Oh, well, sh- shout out to Stephen Fry there. Thank you for your yeah, really helping, Alice. Me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I've got all these street sleep strategies, and like I have quite like a set routine, and like I have like an evening sleepy tea uh, oh. to sort of get me in a calm, zen mood for oh, sleep. What's that? What's that? Um, it's like hot chocolate, but it's like calm you down hot chocolate. It's like Schneider. Oh, what, like Horlicks? Horlicks, yeah, or Ovaltine. Yeah, you see, I've never really been into that. I used to date a guy at uni, actually, who used to have um, (laughs) 
Bovril before bed every night. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, it's a choice. <laughs> Which is literally like beef stock, basically. What, like a drink? Before bed. A, a drink of Bovril. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Uh, made yeah. my... Ooh, well, you know, each yeah. to their own. We won't, we won't he, judge it. <laughs> he used to have, yeah, a hot, hot, hot mug of Bovril. And like, you know, it what I mean, he kind of acted as if he lived in like a different time. Okay. Um, but what you know, he was a I don't know, how old were we? Like twenty. He yeah. was a twenty year old man in the noughties. He wasn't like I like that though. He's like bloke. he's going against the grain. He's like yeah. these other bitches ain't drinking bovril before bed. I am yeah, um... Bovril before yeah. bed. What's what's Bovril boy doing now? Well, I think he's probably still drinking Bovril before bed. Realistically, I don't think he's changed. Like uh, he's he is actually pretty much the only ex boyfriend <laughs> who I have any form of vague relationship with. Oh wow, that's pretty impressive. I, that's because that's quite a controversial we, thing, isn't it? We don't hate each other. Oh, well, that's nice. Maybe maybe the Bovril kept him, you know, at a minimal asshole. Like, drinking Bovril yeah. keeps your assholeness down, maybe. Maybe. Maybe this is where I've been going wrong and I've just not been dating men who drink beef stock before <laughs> they go to bed every night. That'd be an interesting requirement on any dating sites, wouldn't it? yeah don't even yeah, bother I'm... swiping whatever direction you have to swipe to do the nice swipe unless you drink bovril before right? bed swipe it's, right it's oh. right right because then it's like they're the right match for you wow do you think it's been that thought out <laughs> I, think, I think that like in my head I think that's what makes sense so yeah I like that um I, like that. I don't, don't oh yeah I was talking about my sleep routine so <laughs> So, yeah, I ended up being like, it reached the point where, so I had a week off work last week and rather than my sleep, like, dramatically improving yeah. and I've developed, like, psoriasis because my current job's just so horrible most of the time. I feel like we, um, we message each other every day and talk about how shit your job is. How much I, yeah. And... um and I got like sort of constipation so I was like so on su- Sunday I literally had like a full-on like breakdown where I was like I haven't slept I haven't pooped my hair's still horrible and flaky and I'm going back to work tomorrow oh no and just cried for the majority of Sunday oh no that is um, sad that is sad so then Jeff made the very sensible um, suggestion that I actually speak to the GP. <laughs> thank you, and Jeff. Thank you for a bit of thank logic. Thank you. Yeah. So I rang the GP on Monday, and because of COVID, they're only taking on the day phone appointments. So oh. they didn't have any appointments oh, when I rang GP, on Monday. My GP only do on the day appointments anyway. See, mine the one I had before kind of did a bit of a mixture of both but this is like impossible so then on the Tuesday I called again yeah and despite me calling them as soon as they opened 
Yeah. I still didn't get an appointment. But instead, they basically let me speak to this, like, well-being practitioner. Okay. Who's, like, a sort of, like, quasi-therapist, counsellor, just kind of person to direct you to the right support, I guess. Okay. And kind of, you know, told everything that had been going on and, you know, I'm, I'm quite sort of like open about like mental health and stuff so I was like you know I've had anxiety for like five years well I mean nobody's had anxiety for five years but I suppose I've been diagnosed with anxiety yeah. for five years <laughs> I've had a constant stream of anxiety for five years <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah basically so we went through it all and she was like yeah yeah like you need to speak to the GP because like you know you, you're trying your best and nothing's Aww. really working cut forward to the next day I ring again finally get a GP appointment and the GP like rather than looking at like what had happened the days previous and the advice I had already been given was like no I'm just going to give you the same advice again that you already know and, and what you could have come to yourself as well ask... without ringing the GP and waiting yeah okay yeah and I'm gonna ask you the same question infuriate you that yeah just to really infuriate you and also it was very much like oh like the bloating and the psoriasis I'm just not going to talk to you about those you're gonna have to call the GPs again. what that's a separate um issue is it <laughs> yeah and I was like, well, they're still caused by the same thing. Um, so basically sent me off with two, two, two sleeping tablets. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not really very happy about that. But, you know, when you kind of feel like you've just kind of been treated as a bit like you don't yeah. know anything. So you're just kind of a bit shell-shod. So I then ran the GP again and we're like, oh, can you know, can I speak to the practice manager? Because I wasn't really okay with what just happened. And yet. And rather than the the practice manager call, um, the same GP calls me again. no. And is like, actually, I've decided we're not going to put you on these sleeping tablets. So I've revoked your two sleeping pills. And I've spoken to a colleague who said, actually, we should just change your, we should just change your anxiety We're just going to change that. Um, that you've been on and stuff. We're just going to mess around yeah. with it. Why not? How fun. And all you need to do is phase your current meds out and phase up these new meds are you okay with that <laughs> I was like no because I've got literally no idea what these new meds yeah. are what the side effects why I would change um and I was like can I speak to the person that actually suggested yeah this and that was obviously an impossibility obviously. So I then had to come off the phone, ring again, ask to speak to the practice manager again, who is 
by this point fielding my calls <laughs> definitely fielding my calls and you know like when you're sort of like not on hold like where somebody's trying to like palm you yeah. off on somebody and you can kind of vaguely hear in the background yeah, yeah. <laughs> something's happening like so effectively that happened and then I just had a panic oh. attack and that's kind of where my Wednesday got to and of course yeah like I started having what I can only describe as panic attack yeah. paranoia where I've decided that actually the best thing for me to do was to move back to my old flat which I'm sure we've probably rented but, you know, out when you're now. in that in that lo- like um, unlogical panic attack mode you know these things they don't yeah that's fair yeah fair and go back back to my old GP because there was no way I was going to find any form of solution. <laughs> um, so I basically presented Jeff with the fact that I was moving out and that I was moving back to where I lived, you know, like an entire <laughs> year ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alice, that's, that's really tough. Firstly, on behalf of all the doctors, I apologise. <laughs> I just, mm. I yeah. feel like there's, especially with everything that's going on in COVID and stuff, like the ability to, well, I don't know, the ability to get in touch with the doctors pre-COVID was always a bit of a nightmare anyway. Yeah, it was that was always, always like, hard, yeah. And, and I think I had the lady on the desk ask me once, like, yeah, but is it really bad? And I was like, oh, no, no. And I put the phone down and then I was like, hang on fuck off so I rang her back and she was and I was like yeah about that yeah I'm gonna kill myself so would you say that's an emergency and she was like oh yeah <laughs> like mm. yeah because yeah, when she said it was an emergency I was like you know you have that like when you're feeling depression depressed and anxious you have that like oh I don't want to yeah. trouble people I don't want to be a burden I want so I was like yeah oh, no well my leg's not hanging off I wouldn't call it an emergency and then I like put the phone down and I was like hang on a minute <laughs> Who's this woman? Yeah. But I mean, I I went through the exact same thing with Jeff. I was like, well, I'm I'm being a burden because I've, I'm having a panic attack yeah. right this second. So therefore, I yeah. need to leave. You know, I... <laughs> and he was like, what? He was like, have we broken up? And I was like, no, but I need to <laughs> I need to stop this from being an issue for you. So I'm going to give myself more issues. Yeah. I am exactly the same. And I wonder, yeah. <laughs> it's it's when Chavez and I first got together, he would like every, I'd, I'd like do something wrong. And it'd be, it'd be something that I look back now and I'm like, that's not even like I'd burn the dinner or, you know, I'd, one time we had this hilarious scene where I decided he didn't like custard. And I don't know why I decided that or where I'd got that information from. And I was around my mum's house going, no, Chavez doesn't want custard. He doesn't like custard. And he was sat there like, I do like custard and then I had that like yeah, I would actually, actually quite like some yes custard. don't take away my right for custard I, I I will speak about my custard likes but um little stupid basically stupid things that you should be able to just laugh off and I'd be like well he's gonna leave me for this one this this is the one and then I feel like every time there's another one I'm like yeah. well, this is 927 of my stupid things that I've done he's definitely gonna leave this time yeah and I just it's it's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'll I'll even apologise for like falling over and hurting yeah. myself. Like that's how like bizarrely <laughs> warped 
my brain is my brain will be like oh you've fallen over and hurt yourself and therefore it's definitely your fault that you've fallen over and hurt yourself you're going to apologize to the person who's just had to watch you fall over and hurt yourself and if anything like it's not impacted them you didn't fall over and like managed to wrestle them to the ground into like a bed of nails (laughs) like you you are the person that hurt okay so we need we need to we need to uh, address this and we need to stop apologizing for things yeah i i don't it's something i genuinely find so incredibly difficult oh i'm with you on that i'm with you and I think I'm like pre-programmed for it. And I think it's the same with the doctors. Like <laughs> the, I don't know how many times I'd rung by this point, but the point where I was like, okay, this is getting like really, really yeah. distressing. Um, I was like, oh, I don't really want to use the word um, yeah. complaint, but I guess I am. And I went, but I guess I am complaining. Oh. And I was sat there. And then like now I'm like, two days later I'm like oh <laughs> yeah no there was there was nothing wrong yeah. on my part and I, something definitely went very wrong with the way that I was treated but somehow I was like oh gonna put on a very polite tone whereas actually it was like you absolute yeah. bastards <laughs> What have you done? Oh, to oh me? it's so shit. But um, these these things, my yeah. grandma used to say, they're sent to try us. And even now, with her up up her up in heaven or wherever she may be, I think, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> why are things sent to try yeah. me? But why? why? And the worst is, you know, when it get, when there's there's that saying that's like bad things happen in oh, Piss off with that. <laughs> And I remember when when me and my ex broke up, and that was messy because <laughs> we lived together, we'd been engaged for about a week, Ooh. And, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally kind of had kicked me out and I lost my belongings and I lost my home, yeah. effectively. And then I got made redundant. You were having a fantastic about time. Five days later. Oh, God, yeah. So I'd literally, I'd done the classic of like going back home, calling in sick for like two days. Necessary. Um, and then on the Friday, it was like, oh, we're like, oh, no, yeah, we're, we're making you redundant. Um, so kind of like everything happened that was like yeah. absolute shit. So in my head, I was like, okay, bad things have happened in the three there. Like, I've lost my job, I've lost my house and belongings. And I've lost my boyfriend slash fiancé. And, yeah, I was like, that's that's three things, right? Um, Anyway, so because of all of that scenario, I ended up having to go and live back with my parents for a while. And my mum used to say... Oh, well, bad things do happen in threes. And I was like, yeah, those three things, they've happened. <laughs> I'm at the end of my right? bad things, surely. <laughs> that's, those are three things. And my mum was going, no, no, that's one thing. 
Mom! <laughs> no! And you know when you're desperately trying to reassure yourself when your entire life has like yeah. caved yeah. in around you and my mum was like no no that's that's actually only Aww. one bad thing you're gonna have three bad <laughs> the things best happen. is yet to come dear alice <laughs> <laughs> the other bad things will happen oh, later um I mean, I'm not not gonna lie. I can't really put my finger on what the other two, you know, the other two of the three bad things actually ended up being. But yeah, my mum's logic was that that was only one bad thing, and I feel like Wednesday she'd probably be like, "Well, you know, it was one bad thing," and I'd be like, mm, "But." Do we want to start being like, okay, so I've got to wait <laughs> for two more bad things I need things to tick to off my bad things on my bad things happening to me list. And then and then maybe I'll get some good luck. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, when, I, when I'm in any form of argument or panic attack or crying, like, I'm, I'm a big Love crier. A cry. I absolutely catastrophize and create this scenario where, like, me and Jeff have broken up. I decided that Sand... Well, I mean, there is argument for this. I decided that Sandy would much rather stay here and actually she doesn't love me as much as she loves Jeff, which, like, is maybe a bit true <laughs> because she really oh, loves but Sandy. Jeff. Sandy's a cat, right? And I feel... Yeah, yeah, she's mine yeah, she, as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> she... but yeah, I I created this scenario though where you know I was going to have to leave Sandy behind, and that probably made you sadder as well. So you were creating a scenario that would actually <laughs> hurt yourself more. <laughs> yeah, and then Jeff was like comforting me, being like, "It's okay, calm down. We love you." Getting Sandy to try and cuddle me, and then of course she just. <laughs> like running away so I was like my cat hates me you obviously are lying and hate me and you're probably downloading tinder as you go and grab me some tissues so logical <laughs> yeah lo- logic Love that logic. logic um but I do stuff like that all the time like you know I just re- I'll just read into if I'm feeling yeah. emotional I just read into yeah. absolutely everything, regardless of what emotion I'm feeling. Like, whenever we have an argument, I basically am like, oh, yeah. I'm breaking up. Yeah. That's yeah. always my logic. I'm like, oh, so it must be over. <laughs> and it'll be like, we're arguing about what we're going to have for dinner tonight. Like, I don't think we're breaking And I'll be like, yeah, we're definitely breaking up because, you know, you want pizza, but I'm on a diet, so I can't have yeah. pizza. And therefore, yeah. you definitely want to but I, you're, uh, It'd be interesting <laughs> um, for people who are listening. Does anyone else do this? Is it just us? Are we, are we the only ones in this loopy little land of over-the-top reactions? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's really for, for <laughs> overly myself, dramatic. But for myself, to hear you talk about these things, it makes me go, "Oh well, I'm not alone there. I'm not completely nuts. Yeah, or maybe I am, but I'm not completely nuts on my own. And yeah. that's that's nice. It's 
nice to be nuts with friends yeah. and yeah yeah I also think like panic attacks in general they're not like something that people like massively no. talk about but I actually think you know they they happen quite a lot like okay they don't happen quite a lot but you know there's something that that a lot of people experience and they're just a physical reaction to like an unexpected yeah really I mean my worst panic attack that I've ever had just in terms of the scenario was after me and my ex had broken up um we were driving uh to my parents friend's house um because I was going to a wedding nearby so um because I was having to now go solo which also is a kick in the Um, kick in the nuts also really fun um especially when your ex-partner's name is still on the table because they haven't quite got around to updating that that's always a fun one and yeah we were driving to these friends so we could sort of stay the night um before this wedding and we go on this diversion because there's been some accident on the M25 and we start driving past my old Brilliant. house. So that's what you need. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to see him. This is so embarrassing. I'm with my parents. It'd be so, you know, from the two seconds of me driving past um, that, you know, he will realize that, you know, I, I, obviously I'm living with back at home and how sad my life is now and by this point I knew he'd met somebody else and got them pregnant while we were still together we'll come back to that on a different episode (laughs) we'll circle back to that yeah and my mum is in the backseat being the absolute backseat driver being like David David turn around let's just go a different way doesn't matter let's just stop following the diversion signs and so my mum and dad are like screaming at each other and obviously my mum's directly behind my head sort of screaming at the back of my ears being like and my dad's like I don't know where to go we're in like central London (laughs) like just driving along quite a busy main road Obviously, London life, I lived on a very busy road. That is London. You know, that's the only (laughs) thing anyone can afford. And um, so they're like screaming. We're getting closer and closer and closer to the house. And I just project our vomit onto the windscreen. Oh, okay. So that's, um... yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which was just horrendous. Because then... (laughs) Absolutely could be in a film. We have to sit. That's worthy of film. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I think it's one of those things, like, stuff like that happens to a lot of people. I don't think it's just me. Um, But it was just the overall scenario was very film-like. It was, like, full-on, like, slapstick moment. And then the worst part was, is we weren't even close to these friends' house. Um, so we had to continue our drive on like a hot July Ooh, day. With the sicky window. <laughs> with the sicky nice. window. Me literally covered in sick. And like it was pretty devastating as well because I'd actually just got a spray oh, tan. No. It just goes it just gets worse and worse and worse. 
everything just everything it was just like so you know the spray tan was being ruined and you know I'd got like the spray tan like the perfect amount of time before this wedding like two days pre-wedding or three days pre-wedding and like I'm a very pale and pasty person so like this was very exciting that it was gonna look yeah, like I had a like, I am looking glow like like my life isn't falling to yeah. it's okay I'm glowing I'm looking like my life is yeah fine and um no instead you know I was covered in vomit we then get to my my parents friend's house and they're like fancy yeah. people who like 100% have Do their not shit together on <laughs> the car and themselves oh. <laughs> of, like move myself through the house like shower myself off which is like a great way of seeing your parents friends that you haven't seen since you were like 20 or whatever and you haven't seen regularly since you were a kid because you don't hang out with your parents and yeah it was a great introduction to that whole scenario and then (laughs) my mum and her friend just spent the entire night you know telling me about oh all these other stories about these other women and how I shouldn't feel so bad pick myself back up 24 hours later and um yeah be happy <sighs> wedding Alice I uh you know what though <laughs> I I fully I'm so with you on so many levels of that story and I think there'll be so many people out there that also you know, have that vibe. We've all been dragged to things like weddings or nights out or birthdays or family get-togethers when you're just not there in yourself or like life's kind of imploding yeah. and you're just, it's that dog meme again, isn't it? Being sitting in the fire and going, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. It's, it's, it's actually totally fine. That like really just <laughs> resonated with me. I feel like I am that dog on a daily basis But I think there's a lot to be said for just owning it and rather than going, oh, no, it's okay. That's just a bit of vomit. I'll just brush that off. You go, I've just been sick all over myself. (laughs) My life is imploding. My boyfriend left me. Fuck, this feels shit. It is shit. And then, you know, and I think think we don't do it because we try and do that very British and I think it's all that, that thing of like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. Like, I don't want to hinder you or don't want to put too much pressure on the people around you. But actually there's, it's a real yeah. kind of awakening moment. I remember having it when I broke my leg and I was being all depressed and I, I ended up with PTSD, but I was being really miserable about the whole thing. Just a complete diva to be honest. But I, um, I was having a really shit time <laughs> and it just took for, it was um, the director of the show at the time. He just said to me like, it is shit though like and it was it was having someone go agree with me and and yeah and it's validating actually shit. The fact that it exactly. was shit like, and and he was like you know have a few days where you you like roll in that shit <laughs> you you be a pig in mud <laughs> <laughs> or like when dogs smell fox poo yeah. and go like fucking mental Maybe... and just start like rolling around in it being like this smells amazing and I'm sure it's going to smell really nice when I roll exactly. it exactly and maybe carpet. you know these dogs are having a really hard time and they're just 
you know, that life's not going too well for them. And, and they're like, I'm going to roll in this fox shit just to really, you know, get in there with this, how I'm feeling. And then I'll, we'll wash it off. My human will wash it off me with some lovely scented bubble bath and my life will be fine again. <laughs> Yeah, and the whole house will stink <laughs> for like two I'm so weeks. So lucky Zero's not done that. The only thing that she's <laughs> obsessed with is oh. if I take her around to my mum's house. My mum's got um, there's cats next door, and they use her garden as a toilet. And Zero's Zero is a truffle pig for yeah. cat shit. She she will she will find it. And there's been times <laughs> where she like she gets a little bit, and then she's like, we drag away from it and like try and get rid of it like frantically flicking cat poo over back to next door and zero's like and then and then i'm like oh god i've got to wash your mouth Ooh. out now it's only happened twice but it's twice too many in my opinion <laughs> yeah yeah washing poop out of your dog's mouth is a low point i am um, like during my phase where i was having to live with my parents and rebuild the catastrophe Love that, that was that can my be life book. I decided that the, that, the, that the thing I needed was like some animal contact because not only did I go back to my parents, but literally about two months after I went home, my beloved oh. family cat died. And what number are we at there? That's like so, 95? <laughs> yeah, 10, 11. Mom, you said three. Bad things happen in 12s, <laughs> <Yeah>. guys, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> And anyway, so I signed up for like dog walking oh, nice. and dog sitting and cat sitting and like all this. So it ended up like genuinely, I got like no interest for like months and months and months and months. And then it was the Christmas, which was like around the point where my life was like vaguely back in order. And these people needed somebody to look after their dog for uh, five days um, while they yeah. went to visit family and I was like yeah absolutely and this dog can just move yeah. into my what parents could go house wrong? what could go wrong and not only that I had two friends over yeah. from Australia who one had moved here and didn't know anyone to spend Christmas with and one was literally doing a 10-day holiday <laughs> of Europe wow that's and wasn't going to be able to do <laughs> anything at Christmas so I had two Australian friends today for Christmas and and a sheepdog, which, looking back, probably wasn't my best idea. But the number of times this dog rolled in fox poo when oh. I took it on a walk. <laughs> so I must have bathed it about 10 times. Oh, my God. Maybe just the bath, you know? Like... Yeah, true, true. And, like, my... My friends were like, this is a great, wild, weird family Christmas. <laughs> where we just constantly, yeah, <laughs> there's constantly a mental a dog. And, and to be fair, it was actually like, it was my first Christmas, like without my ex for this was for like a, a while. And it was really nice to actually have Aww. two friends there. Um, and this dog, like there were a lot of distractions, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Um, so it was a great Christmas <laughs> in that sense but you know and it was really funny because like stuff like for example like my friend Daryl who's actually he's a friend from Australia but he's actually from Kuala Lumpur um, had never had Bailey's oh, wow. before 
So, I mean, we literally just sat and got really drunk on Bailey's. It was brilliant. <laughs> it sounds like the happy ending to, to the story. Um, yeah, it was actually oh, the perfect see, happy again, ending. That weird that, that would dysfunctional Christmas. It's a bit like in Bridget Jones. She has her like dysfunctional friends, doesn't she? It's that. It's, it's the classic, you are living yeah. a film life. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like a film life, but it is a film life. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You're not the first person to compare me to Bridget Jones. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember one of my friends at university when me and Bovril Man yeah. broke up being like, you you are Bridget Jones. Like, because you had this incredibly dysfunctional relationship with <laughs> a man who drank Bovril and played with Airfix all day. And was quite an ex- a very Love. eccentric. Character. Love an eccentric character. And every time anything happened in my life during that period of time at university, I think it was another period of like twelve bad things happening yeah. in a row. And my friend, I remember my friend being like, "You are Bridget Jones." And then he, when I was doing, I don't know, when I was doing my masters or my grad scheme or whatever. He literally introduced me to his then girlfriend as Bridget. Oh my god! <laughs> like years That's later. So good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But what a comparison to have, and we've rounded it off very nicely and gone back to Bovril, back to Bovril that is how you which is how people we've nailed it. What is this episode five? Completed it. Tick. We're experts. Yeah, five. Now. La 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 la